Hello and welcome to Weekly Perspectives, the first ever student-produced podcast in Woodbridge High School history and the show that puts Barron's news in perspective. You're here with your hosts, Nigel Paula and Jack Golden. On our last episode of the season, we'll turn our focus to next year's high school athletic season and review this year's athletic season. We'll be hearing from multiple guests on their expectations for our own teams next season. Our first guest is going to be a junior who, in his sophomore quarterback campaign, led the Barons to a 5-5 five five record with a team that was ruined by injuries. Behind a very senior-oriented offensive line, Santino was able to get comfortable in his first year under center. Santino finished with 1,440 yards and 11 touchdowns, as have worked very hard in the offseason with fellow sophomore Ali Lee Jr. Lee had a very impressive sophomore campaign, tallying over 900 total yards and 9 touchdowns and being selected to second-team All-State. Coach Lasala hopes these two can jumpstart the program, along with others, in the right direction for the next two years. Saying that, we bring on junior quarterback Anthony Santino. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Thanks for having me. All right, so to get started, going into your sophomore season as a first-time starting quarterback, was there any nerves? Like, did you ever feel nervous going into practices or games, that kind of environment? Um. I was never really nervous. Um, I'm pretty confident in myself and my abilities, and I knew I had a good team and great coaches to lean on around me. So I was confident in what I was doing and what the team could do with me. So being confident also comes with a lot of pressure. Where do you feel like the most pressure was coming from? Was it coming from yourself, your coaching staff, family, friends, teammates? Uh, I didn't really have a lot of pressure on me. Like I said, I had a lot of great players on the team that I could lean on and that I made better as well as they made me better. So we helped each other. Um, like our coach says, iron sharpens iron. So uh, we just leaned on each other and helped each other through the year. There was never really pressure on me alone. Oh, so you said iron sharpens iron, and there was a lot of upperclassmen on your team that have been there, done a lot, you had a strong freshman class and grew up from there. Um, did they allow you immediately to like be a leader on the team and kind of like let you in, or did you have to earn your respect and kind of go through it like that? <laughs> Um, I had, I definitely had to earn it. Uh, so I didn't start right away. So as I worked my way up and eventually earned the starting job, you know, there was a little bit of an adjustment period. Like, you know, the young guy was under center now, you know, head of the offense type of thing. And, um, the older receivers, older linemen definitely welcomed me, but they made me earn it. So every game, day in, day out, working hard at practice, you know, you develop that bond. You really become, you really become family through these days. And, um, they helped me get to that point. So with them helping you out and all that, do you feel like by the end of the season you were the leader or one of the vocal leaders on the team, even though you didn't have the captaincy exactly? Uh, yeah, I think I was a vocal leader. But um, like I said, we had a lot of guys. We had a lot of leaders. We had a lot of great players. So it was never just me. I always had guys to help out or lean on. Or, you know, we, were, we moved as a unit. There was never really just one guy. So... I've heard you're quite the trash talker in practice, and I guess that comes a long way with earning your teammates' respect and stuff like that. Do you feel like that helped the team environment and kind of helped you guys get closer together and also just make your teammates play way harder and better in practice? Uh, yeah, so I like to play with a chip on my shoulder, even if it's just in practice. So I would run around the field talking trash to my teammates, the linebackers. Tweet got a lot of it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that just helped them respect me more. You know, they knew that I wasn't afraid. You know, I wasn't nervous or afraid. I went there, did what I had to do, did my thing, and had fun doing it. And I think it, it, it brought the team closer together because it made competition, and competition helps each other. So helps you get better. 
So being that, I know you mentioned Talik and a few others, you were close with a lot of the seniors. Uh, what will you miss the most about them next season? Uh, I'm definitely going to miss just the presence of the guys. Like I had a lot of big linemen, they a lot of good receivers, a lot of defensive players that all had experience. So now with this year's team, we got a lot of younger guys coming up that would really benefit from that experience. So all the guys that played last year are just going to have to step up and be leaders like we will be, and um, that will help us be successful. So being that you're looking in kind of from the top of the program, who do you think is going to make the biggest jump out of the younger players to step up this year? Or who, a few names that you expect to like step up? We have a lot of great guys, like a lot of guys that learned from the older guys last year. So, you know, we got guys like Javelin, you know, Nick Simone, a couple skill guys, a lot of more linemen. Um, they all, I expect all of them to make big improvements because not one, not a single one of them slacks. They all, every single one works hard. They all want it just as bad as, you know, me and Ali did last year when we started. They all want it just as bad. So they're hungry. They're coming up. They want to win. And I think it's going to be a great season with them hungry, learning from the experience that they had last year under the, the bigger guys. You know, I think they're going to come into the fold well. So it, it really is rare that, you know, sophomores are in the limelight and you and Ali kind of took over the season. So now that you guys hit certain heights this season, like between the two of you guys, what are your goals like to top what you did this year next season? Like how are you going to go about doing that? Just winning more. So last year we had a 500 record. We played a pretty difficult schedule as far as, you know, group five schools were, group four school. And I felt that we competed every game. Now we drop down to the blue division. And to me, I take that as a little bit of disrespect. Like we competed with all those red division teams. And now, exactly. they put us, now they put us in the blue division. We competed against white division teams and even keep us there. They put us in the blue division. So uh, I look forward to beating everybody in the division, beating everybody in the conference and making deep run into the playoffs. And tying into people within the conference and you know, throughout the GMC, you worked out with a lot of different receivers and different players throughout the offseason. Do you feel like that exposed you a little bit with, like, players that play on both sides now that they kind of know your tendencies? Or do you feel that it was just iron sharpening iron and you guys are just working out and getting your offseason plans right? Um, well, we were just getting better. You know, like you said, iron sharpens iron. It was just best players on the field at the same time, working out, working hard, getting better. But uh, at the end of the day, as long as we all move as a team, we all work as a unit, you know, we work harder than anybody in the conference. And I, I strongly believe that we can compete with anybody that we play on our schedule and off it, teams to come. So um, I think that my arsenal, they won't be able to stop what we do as a team. So it's not just me. And what are your personal goals for your junior campaign, maybe stat-wise or, like, just in general? I mean, of course, I have, like, my goals that I want to hit personally, but none of them top winning. Like, I want to win. Um, we haven't put a number up on that banner in the gym in a long time. I don't think we've won a division since 94, and that's over 20 years. So that's about 25 years. And so I definitely look forward to putting a number up on that banner. Many more banners, you know, that state title looks real good to me. So as long as we win, I'm going to do everything I can to contribute to that winning. As long as we win, I'm good. And it's the second year for LaSala. I know he changed a lot, starting with the gym and all of that last year, going into the season. Is it kind of more of the same in year two, or has he changed up a little bit? 
he changed a lot of the program last year. So he made a lot of the major changes last year. So now we are starting to change the culture. So everyone's attitude, like yesterday we were in meetings and people had notebooks, taking notes. That never happened last year. You know, guys are eager to learn. Guys are eager to win. You want it. So just that fact alone that in one year he changed so much. And I think that's also a tribute to our players. You know, we're eager. You know, we want it. We want to win. We want to be successful. So we just get behind him and we get behind. He's our leader. So, you know, we do what he says and we do what we feel is right to win. And he really instills that in us. So this year is just fine-tuning, you know, installing a playbook, getting getting everything down, all the basic rules of our offense and defense. And we're really just preparing to make a deep run in the playoffs this year. I truly believe that we can do that. That's great to hear. So one more thing about Coach Lasala. In the NFL, and I know you're a long way from there, but we see it so often where there's like a quarterback, uh, quarterback coach bond, where whether it be Breeze and Peyton or Brady and Belichick, what's your bond and like how's your relationship with Coach Lasala? <laughs> um, well, we're definitely close. So last year when I was a younger guy, he, you know, he threw me in to scout team against our starting defense. You know, I was just a little, I was just a little freshman because we start in June. I was a little freshman going against Keyshawn Glover and Chance Monica, you know, big time guys. So um, he threw me into the fire that way, and you know, I did all right. I competed, showed I was a confident guy, and I think he liked that about me. So we're definitely close. You know, he'll text me at like nine o'clock at night with some crazy play idea, <laughs> and we'll just talk it out, we'll work it out. So um, we're definitely a, we're definitely getting there, definitely getting there, and I think that's important, you know, not just among the players, but you know, for the coaches to have a bond with the players, yeah, you know, just to make sure everyone's a family, you know what I mean? Like not have the players be a family and the coaches be like dictators, you know. Of course, we all know that they're in charge, yeah. and we need to listen to them, but at the same time, they also need to listen to us and make sure that they know what we see on the field and all that. So how do you feel like your Pop Warner coaches kind of helped you get to this point? Because I know Coach Osala, he's more of an offensive scheme guy, but I know you played Pop Warner throughout your whole life. So how, is, how have those coaches helped you get to this point? Uh, well, my Pop Warner coach was really young when like, I played for him. He was like 24, 25. So he was really like a second father to me almost. So he taught me how to play the quarterback position. Like I knew like the fundamentals of how to throw football or whatever, but – he taught me the basis of how to be a leader, you know, how to do certain things to take control of an offense, you know, lead players on the field. He really instilled that in me. And he also brought out a confidence in me, you know, like, you know, playing quarterback, you have to have a swagger about you. Not that you're better than anybody, but you need to play like you're the best on the field. So he really brought that out of me and showed me that I can do special things as long as I keep working hard, you know, be patient. Things will come your way. Put your head down, keep working. How do you think you can go about making your confidence contagious with the rest of your team? Uh, just playing at a high level, you know, always working hard. As you know, I try really hard to be one of the hardest workers in the room, and I think that guys see that. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not the only one. You know, guys like Ali. Last year we had a lot of hard workers. Also, we got hard workers in there this year. Guys see that and they want to be like that. So you see the starters working hard. You make, you know, all the other guys want to work just as hard so that they can get to where you're at. And, you know, I'm nowhere right now, but I'm trying to get there. And I know all the people that see me doing that want to get there with me. And I want them with me. 
really good to hear from a young quarterback. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we head out? Um, you know, I just want to say thanks, guys, for having me. And, uh, you know, to everybody on my team, we're going to be very successful this year. We're going to work hard. You know, summer's going to be huge for us. We have a big preseason, and we have a big season ahead of us. St. Joe's week one. Come out and support. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks again. Young star. This past year's girls soccer team, led by Coach Morrison, finished with a 5-12 record. The Lady Barons were led by all-white division forward Olivia Catone, who finished with a team-leading 18 goals on the year. Sophomore Jill Messick finished with four goals and a team-leading seven assists, which also gave her white division honors. The Barons only graduated three seniors, which means Coach Mortensen and all the players hope to make a deep playoff run next season. After graduating, many seniors, new coach, Coach King, and returning coach, Coach Rotella, hope that younger players can come in and help the Boys and Girls Cross Country team win a state championship in the 2019-2020 season. After finishing with a good regular season, the swimming team hopes that they can have a great offseason to lead them to a state championship next year. The Lady Barons basketball team is going to have to rely on underclassmen after losing big parts of the team like Nia Rosado and Tamira Gibbs. Coach Temensky is going to have to have a big offseason this summer in hopes of winning a state championship next year. The wrestling team had a very successful first year under first-year head coach Mike Minaco. In year two, though, the Barons will miss guys like Joey Bricado, Jane Canalano, and Xavier Laraquante out on the mat. But junior Alexis Irizarry and sophomores Anthony Zacchino and Nick DeLaro will have to be able to win big matches next year in order for the Barons to be successful. This past season, the Bears basketball squad closed out the winter with an 8-13 record with a 4-7 record in the division, leading them to finish in the middle of the pack in the GMC White division. The roster boasted a lean crew of only two seniors in Jalen Himes and Justin Smith. The season truly served as a learning curve and a big year for the young talent our school has in store, especially sophomore guard Kyrie Henry. Henry averaged 16.5 points a game as a sophomore, was the Barons' lone all-division selection for the season and was also voted Sophomore Player of the Year at the end of the season. This season helped him mature and step up as a leader within the basketball program. Joining him in a young, exciting class of 2021 are sophomore forward Daniel Boateng, standing at 6'5 with an automatic jumper and has given solid minutes whether starting or coming off the bench, as well as sophomore guard Elijah Lane, who Coach G essentially ran the offense through throughout the entire season. The sophomore trio all followed up their regular season by teaming up on the same AAU team, building a strong bond that could carry them and make them even more lethal going forward. Joining them to become the faces of the program next year will be juniors Jahai Blaine and Isaiah Smith, who look to take over in their senior campaigns. Being that the group has all grown up together, you can expect Sparks to fly and our Barons to shoot up the conference rankings and get back to being a GMC power. Led by Coach G, Jake Vasquez, and Jason Linder, the Barons golf team will look to make forward steps with a young core next year. 
The voice the voice consultant consultant very, up and very up and down second year head coach, 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 coach Bernaco. Barons were Barons led, led by Sam Dunn. Breakout season, season in his baseball career Middlesex County, County College. The Barons also found great pitching from young players this season, including sophomore Matt Bits, who turned into a great star, great star junior, Brian Poza, who had a breakout year and cemented himself as the rotation's ace. Both played in the G-Classic game where they threw scoreless innings. While saying, while that, saying bring that, on, bring on, pitcher, pitcher, Ryan Poza. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Glad to be here. All right, so going into your junior season, um, especially last year, you were playing JV, but this year you came into a big role. We had a lot of pitchers uh, that graduated last year. Were there any nerves going into, you know, being that guy that we kind of need throughout the year? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, I uh, exceeded a lot of people's expectations, and uh, – you know, I was looking to make a big impact on the team since the start, and um, I'm glad I I'm glad the season turned out the way it did. So, there obviously is a little bit of pressure, especially pitching. There's a lot of eyes looking at you. But where did you feel like most of the pressure came from? Was it mostly from you? Was it from your coaches? Was it from your family? I feel like it was just for myself. Like if I didn't, like, I I knew what I was capable of, and I knew that if I didn't. Um, either meet those expectations or exceed them, I would, uh, I'd be, you know, just disappointed with myself or didn't, didn't feel like I achieved what I wanted to. So the senior class had a lot of experience with them. Um, what did you take from the senior class and what are you going to miss more? What are you going to miss the most about the senior class? Uh, they really taught me, uh, a lot of like skills when it comes to like my position, which was pitching. And uh, how to take a leadership role. And um, what I'm going to miss the most is just the environment and all the laughs we all had during practice and stuff and during games and all the, uh, all the times we all got to bond as a team and a family. So this year you kind of came in as like the three or the four, not really knowing what your position was going to be, but you emerged as the team's ace. How do you think that's going to lead into not only this summer ball season, but next year? Uh, people are going to expect more from me than they did this year, probably a lot more, now knowing that uh, I have the potential to be a really good pitcher, and um, I'm looking forward to meeting those expectations. What do you feel like you improved on the most from the beginning of the season to the end of the season? Definitely my, uh, my knowledge when it comes to pitching, and um, probably my strength when it came to weight training. and. Uh, getting on the right regimen to prepare myself for games. So you and Matt recently played in the GMC underclassing game. What are you expecting from not only him, but from yourself going into next year? Uh, to, to practice the right, prepare yourselves the right way, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, and, um, <clears throat> and you know, know your role and, and compete as hard as you possibly can. So what is your relationship with Coach Monaco? I know he's kind of bonded with the pitchers more and more, and Coach Calhoun is also bonded with the pitchers more and more. So what do you feel like is your relationship with them? Um, I feel like the relationship with not only Coach Monaco but the coaching staff is pretty good. But, um, you know, just like, just like everybody in a family, you could always get closer and, you know, pick each other's brains a little bit and, like, you know, see what, what I am doing right and what I'm doing wrong. And I feel like throughout – from my sophomore year to my uh, my junior year, we bonded a lot more. So this was Coach Monaco's second year. 
do you feel like he changed anything? Maybe it was just a culture. Maybe it was just different strategies that he involved. Do you think he changed anything? Um, well, f- when I was on JV, I wasn't really like, I wasn't really like aware of like the culture up on varsity. But from what I've seen, I feel like it, it was from last year to this year it was about the same environment. And it was a pretty good environment too. All right. So, what are your expectations going into next year? Uh, my expectations. Well. It's for our upperclassmen to take a big leadership role, and also for our younger guys to follow in that uh, and follow the senior leadership and know what's right from wrong and do the little things right, and um, absolutely play their hardest because you know you never know when it could be your last game. And for seniors in the upcoming year, which would be my year, it is going to be our last season. So I, I from this year. I wanted to play my absolute hardest for all my seniors to have them have the best year they possibly can. And I know that if the roles were reversed, I'd want it the same way. So what are your, that's your team goals. So do you have any personal goals that you would like to set next year? Um, I would like to commit to a college for, for baseball and um, to also make all county and uh, also have, well, this also includes the team, but I also want to have a really good record, a better record than this year. And I think we can, we can, uh, we can achieve that. And I think we can exceed, exceed a lot more people's expectations than we did this year. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, go Barons. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming on the show, Pozo. Yeah, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. The fall Barons boys soccer roster finished their up and down fall season with a 7, 12, and 1 record, leading them to a fifth place finish in the GMC White Division. The Barons had a senior heavy roster with 11 seniors and five starters exiting the program. The season served as an outbreak year for junior goalie Marcos Piastra, junior forward Kaina De Silva, and freshman midfielder Piero Tafur. Add this talent to an established three-year starter in Leandro Flores, and the Barons look to have a winning recipe to success in the fall of 2019. While there is a lot to look forward to, the Barons will likely boast the youngest defensive four in the county in the following season, with many sophomores stepping into big roles. Kaina and Marcos will look to continue their statewide prowess in their senior campaigns as they follow up a season where they are selected as GMC White All-Division selections. As head coach Anthony Clark will look to new leaders with the three senior captains waving farewell to the program. It's fair to say we we can expect a lot from our Barons in 2019. We'll now be joined by senior goalie, all-white division selection, all-state honorable mention, and former former teammate and good friend of mine, Marcos Piastra. Welcome to the show, Marcos. Thank you. So I know your junior year was like a breakout season for you personally. Mm-hmm. And um, can you kind of give me a brief review of how the season went for the team altogether? Yeah. So this season, uh, we got to play in the white division against some very competitive teams. Um, we had our ups and downs during the season. However, we, um, we were strong and fought as much as we could against the other teams. Um, fortunately, we didn't get that much. However, I'm pretty sure um, with the results we got with the guys, I'm pretty happy with what we got. So if there's one thing you could change from this season, what would it be? 
Uh, one thing I would definitely change is um, the um, the intensity we would play at. I'm pretty. I'm almost sure that the guys would play a, mo- a lot more harder for the team, given the right motivation. Um, without it, we could have definitely been in teams like North Brunswick and two uh, one defeat in overtime, and many other matches. But that's really it. So, like I said, it was a standout year for you, and you did really make a name for yourself in the GMC White Division, um, getting all division honors, uh, coaches voting you as probably the best keeper in our area, and um, an all-state honorable mention. Personally, I know you work hard. You spend your summers in Columbia training and all that. Do you feel any pressure to do more and achieve greater this year? Yeah, I definitely do feel pressure, especially with my names. Uh, with my name out there and the list and whatnot. However, I will definitely improve in the way I'm training and hopefully bring in, uh, bring in a better season for the guys and see my, names, see my name again for uh, better things. All right, so being that I was your teammate, I do know that you were a little bit on the shy side during the season. But I did get to see you grow a lot as a leader, and next year is kind of your prime time as a leader and leading the team. So um, what are your goals for the team next year? What are your goals as a leader next year? Well, next year, um, hopefully I get to uh, lead the team um, mentally and physically to um, a better season than we had um, this year. Um, hopefully we get to you know win something, make some history with the guys, mm-hmm. and if not, just finish off strong or better than, uh, than we did this year. All right, so um, there was, you mentioned before, there was a large senior class, 11 seniors this year. Mm -hmm. What void did they leave on the team? What spots are the most important do you feel that need to be filled? And um, who do you expect to step up from your class? Um, Definitely, um, we've had a a lot of seniors on the team. They were great seniors, and um, because all of them are leaving, we're gonna have a great gap on our team. one thing we'll definitely be missing out on from the senior class is the great defense and uh, strikers. However, um, because of the upcoming freshmen, sophomores, and juniors, um, I do believe that we do have a chance of recovering and um, approach the season uh, very well. If there's one thing the senior leaders pass down to you, what would it be? Um, is that to never give up and to uh, Never stop trying, especially through games we'd, you know, be destroyed. They'd always just tell us just to keep going and keep carrying on and, and always practice harder in the next practice. So is there, is there any nerves stepping into a leadership role, kind of knowing what it's like in the past? Um, I'm not necessarily nervous. However, I do feel a bit of pressure um, just leading the guys into the right position because it always takes the right words and right uh, right actions to uh, lead a team to the right direction. All right, so is there anything you'd like to add before we go? Mm, no, not really. All right, thank you for having me. Thank you for having on the show. It was a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. For more information on school news, visit our newspaper at bearperspective.org. Tune in next time for more from Weekly Perspectives with Nigel and Jack.